Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Doing all right. That's good. Hanging in there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Busy. Been busy. Busiest I've been since pre-COVID. Probably busiest I've been in about three, four years, to be honest. So, but yeah, busy. So, which is good. Your your days start to run together, and uh, you lose track of time. And I think that's something you'll you'll regret when you're older. But when you're younger, it makes uh makes things go by, which is nice. Yeah. Uh. This this is probably one of the quickest weeks in a while. I it is. I am also very busy, and you know, there's some there's some exciting stuff in there. And sometimes you just get so busy, the weeks go by too fast. Sometimes weeks, sometimes you have those weeks and you're like, man, I can't wait for this week to be over because then it's the weekend. Others, you're like, man, I could use about three more weekdays <laughs> to actually get shit done. And uh, this this was one of those weeks. It's very, very unfortunate. But you know what? We made it to the weekend and it will be a weekend. Uh, I don't think I'm making anything that I have planned. going to be going out for brunch. So hopefully I'll have something good to report about there. Look at that. Going out for brunch like it's regular, uh, like the world's back to normal. I did it last week. I did it last week. Was out for brunch. Friend of mine told me, uh, I don't know if I talked about this. I don't think I talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, right. Because we recorded before. Friend of mine told me, best French toast in the city. That was a lie. It was not the best French toast in the city. God, it was, you are so, <laughs> so... You're such... This is totally who you are. If people who actually know you, right? Like, someone will just kind of colloquially tell you something like, hey, man, this is like the best game I've played in a while. And you you take this as like a challenge. It's like, oh, but it... Oh, okay. Well, then you put these crazy high expectations. And then you're like, well, it's not the best. I don't know why you would say that. It's the best because it's clearly not. So, yeah, I'm sure your friend was just trying to say, hey, look, this is really good French toast. And, you know, trying to say it's, a, it's the best French toast in the city. You could even just be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking really, you know, I'm really looking forward look, to uh, trying it out. And then it turns into this. So now, look, when I say something is the best, I'll often be like, like, I'll say, oh, best French toast on the planet. That's a Green Eggs Cafe in Philadelphia. Why do I say that? Because that's the best French toast I've ever oh, had. See, yeah, See, that's yeah, that's yeah. the bar. I don't know. So if someone says, hey, best French toast in the city, then I'm also applying that to your bar of the best you've had in but any you category. Also judge that person if it's no, not. No, 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 no. Let me be clear. I did not. I did not. I didn't. I didn't. You're you are making assumptions. You're putting words in my mouth. Okay? I know. This is why I'll never tell you this is the best of anything. Well, maybe you should. Right. I, I won't. Why? There is no best of anything because then you're just like, oh, well, now I know your taste is horrific. <laughs> it's <laughs> not the best of anything because to my standards, the best French toast is some obscure place in Philadelphia. Obscure. It's a it's a Philadelphia institution. There's more than one. There's just cheesesteaks. I, I mean, cheesesteaks is the only institution in Philadelphia. Like, and the flyers being awful. Wow. <laughs> wow. You just you just go right for the gut, don't you? Huh? Your first year and then throwing criticized. batteries at Santa Claus during during <laughs> Eagles games. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. Let's be real. Philly fans are monsters, but I'm still a Flyers fan, and uh, and I'm also the worst sports fan. I'm the worst hockey fan. Let's be real. I was I was talking to a bunch of guys that I skate with, and they're like, "You don't watch any hockey?" I'm like, "No, not not really." No. I mean, I don't watch any hockey recently either. Like, if you're going to tell me who the stars are in the NHL right now. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I have no clue. These guys, I know in the what teams room. are good. I know that the Panthers are good. 
the Lightning are good. Um, Vegas is pretty good. I know the Canadian teams are doing pretty good because, like, this year the hockey season's weird. They're like playing like all of Canada is a conference and they're playing each other in Canada. Yeah, it's always like, the same guys just, playing each other over and over and over again. It's weird, yeah, very so strange. it's just weird, right? So I, I don't like. I couldn't tell you who the best. If someone asked me who the best player in hockey right now is, I'd probably say Sidney Crosby, and I know that's not true. Right? Yeah, well, I mean, he's I still playing, but he's yeah. not the best player in hockey. Like, who? I the, don't know. Who's got the most goals in 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 the NHL right now? Let's find out who's got most goals in NHL now. Says Google. Uh, I have no idea. Have no oh, clue. this this is overall. Let's see top top NHL. Oh, see, scores. and I've actually heard this guy's name, but I didn't I didn't really know who he was. I didn't know who he played for. Connor McDavid. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm aware. I mean, look, he's born in '97. Like, okay, fine. But like, yeah, Patrick Kane is on this list. If I read through this list of top ten points in the nhl right now connor mcdavid leon drag you got it you got saddle it. why not he's german i didn't know we had a german playing hockey in the nhl patrick kane the only name so far that i know Mitchell Mitch marner no clue austin matthews spelled a-u-s-t-o-n no clue nathan mckinnon no idea miko rotten i feel like i've heard that name before but probably not uh, Brad Marchand. I know Brad Marchand. That's another name. Sidney Crosby's still on the only, there. So I the only reason I know also. Brad Marchand is because uh, Bill Burr talks about him all the time. And Sidney Crosby, right? Sidney Crosby sounds so I'm not wrong if someone said who's the best player in NHL. It's kind of like saying Mark Messier, what, 20 years ago when he probably wasn't the best player, but he's a notable name and he still is in top 10 leaderboard. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't know anything about hockey. <laughs> yeah. And look at this. Nicholas Backstrom still playing. And that's why I'm not a good hockey player. Like, that's also part of it. You know, I don't watch the game, so I don't understand it. I only get yelled at on the ice by people who apparently know it better than I do. Guys yelling at me about give and goes. I'm like, all right, I get it. Give and go. Oh, I'm kind of with it, him on that, though. I'm kind of I'm kind of with him on that. How do you define a give and go? So as a defenseman, right? I would define okay. a give and go. If I'm skating the puck up and you're on offense on the boards and I pass you the puck and I start to pick up speed, I expect the puck back. Got it. <laughs> so that's that's my definition of a give and go. And one of the most frustrating things in the world is when you pass the puck to an offenseman or to a forward and you start to and you pick up that extra speed like, all right, there's open ice behind this guy. Give me the puck back and you don't. And I've had this happen where you have a forward and they mess around with it and the puck gets stolen and then I'm no longer back on defense and they score a goal. There's nothing more infuriating of all you had to do was pass the puck right back to me and you just couldn't do it. Yeah. You did this, didn't you? This is what you did. Well, I, <laughs> that's exactly the, what you did. So I'm with him. But I'm let me let me explain. Let me exp- let me explain something. He doesn't do as good of a job explaining it as you just did. If he said it just like that, I'd be like, you got it. I got I know what you're I know what you're looking for. I know what your expectations are. But he he'll be upset. He gives me I'm like in the zone, like I'm within maybe three feet of the goalie. I get some space. He's being covered by like four dudes, right? He gives me a pass. I think, okay, he's giving me the pass so I can take the shot. I take the shot, he gets pissed. How does that make well, that's sense? A little on, on where's sport, where's the give and go the opportunity there? Yeah, if you're that close to the net, ah, if you pass the puck and if you're covered. So so yeah. his give and go definition is pass to me. 
Like I'm not, yes. <laughs> I'm not passing to you for you to shoot. I'm not passing. I'm passing to you, like to temporary hold create that more space while yes, I create while more space. Be, so yes. you can give it back to me. I'm gonna go somewhere, maybe out of reach, maybe maybe while I'm covered by still covered by four guys, but just give it back. It's <laughs> kind of what it on, was. when you're in the, and if you're playing on offense and you're in the zone, I don't expect that. Like I tend to pass and expect for people to shoot even though I know they might not be as good as shooters for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't pass the puck in the zone. But for me, a give-and-go, specifically when you're not in their zone and I'm on defense, and I think you, you've you played enough hockey with me to know yep. when I get moving and I give you the puck and, and you see me keep going, I want it back. Otherwise, I would slow down, <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to pass the puck and then I'm going to pull up because I'm saying, all right, now it's in the offense's hand. I'm going to play defense. But if I see open ice... One, normally, and this is often the reason why I do this is because, and again, if you've, you've played enough hockey with me to know, I like using the boards, right? Mm-hmm. So I learned when you're on D, you create space by hitting off the boards, you move a little further, and you just play angles, right? It turns into playing, um, it turns into playing like air hockey. You, you're hitting it off the boards to try you to get knock more hockey. space. Oh, air hockey or knock hockey air, or both? Air, air hockey, whatever you call it. They're two different. But there's times when forwards are in the way of that, (laughs) right? So I'm basically saying you're in the way of the boards, so you're going to act as the boards for me, which means when I pass the puck to you, either get out of the way and let and let me and let me skate and you drop back. But if you're going to move with me and I pass it to you and I keep moving, I want it back. That's that's the definition for me. So if you ever play hockey with me, that's what that's what I expect. (laughs) You got it. All right, fair enough. Now, at the end of the game uh, on Thursday night, which is last night, I guess. Um, I basically just followed the rule of he's going to give me the puck. I'm just going to pass it right back to him. So this is like one of the last plays of the game. I did it. He scored and he lost his mind. He, In I've a never good way seen, or a bad way? I've never seen this man happier. And I've known oh, him there for you maybe, go. Look at that. I, I've known him for like night. maybe nine years now. And now he's he's like. I've been waiting 10 years for this moment. That's what he said. <laughs> well, he's basically been saying he's been waiting 10 years for you to pass the puck back to him. So now you know. Look at that. But he scored, though, right? So now you know. Give the give the guy. The, this seems justified to me, right? The one time you do it, he scores. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you should do it more often. Or maybe I think I think I might have passed it to him, and then he passed it back to me. Either way, whatever happened, a goal was scored. Did you just keep passing him the puck? <laughs> if, if we, yeah. I was like, no, no, you take it. You take it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to be yelled at again. This is the only guy who will yell at you for scoring goals. Like if you yeah, score like a goal, but it's, not, you, but it's not the yeah, way if you, you score. You it, yeah, then. if you score, I'm kind of like cool. Yeah, um, like that's kind of how I feel. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be bummed if you didn't pass to me on like a four on one, or didn't pass to anyone on a four on one. But if you score, well, I can't be too upset about you. But I'll still give you a little bit of shit. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I tend to just be quiet when you score. There's nothing I can say. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like hey, if you score, I, like I, that's the point of the game. Like you scored, awesome. Exactly. I agree. So, That's what it comes down to. So overall fun skates. It's good to good to keep playing. And uh yeah, it's a fun little little anecdote. I don't even know how we got on that subject. Uh you, you took I, us there. I got a bunch of silly news stories here. I've, some- I've got some great uh I've got some great people for the for the Paul Giamatti game as well, because it leads awesome. into my media therapy. So great. I want to take care of that today. I got nobody. So you can Wonderful. you can you can handle that. Beautiful. And, and I and I got some news for you. Three stories to choose from. Your choices are Oh man. Uh dumb women. <laughs> uh big rabbit. 
and smoking. Let's do smoking first. Mm-hmm. Let's do dumb women next. Mm-hmm. And let's do rabbits to end. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, cool. Oh, you said you wanted to do the rabbits at the end. Got it. All right. Yes. All right. This is some local news for you, as reported by Russian Russia Today. I think <laughs> we, me and Alice just talked about this. This is actually pretty funny. I think we literally just talked about this not not only an hour ago. Wow. Well, here we go. Yeah. It was reported today. So New Zealand wants to ban cigarette sales to anyone born after 2004 as part of a plan to make nations smoke free by 2025. Is that... Wow. Yes, okay. that is, this is exactly what we talked about. I didn't read it. I read it on local news because there's quite a few things that have happened. I can explain smoke-free New Zealand to you if you want. This has been a campaign as long as I've lived here. Well, I can read the story and then might, might get into Go it. Go for it. Um, but, you know, I prefer uh, real sources like Russia Today. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I like to get all my New Zealand news. New Zealand is currently mulling a series of proposals aimed at eliminating smoking in the country, including a radical initiative that would prohibit the sale of tobacco to an entire generation. Under the country's smoke-free... Oh, shit. Maybe I should have let you explain this to me. How, what is this word? A-O-T-E-A-R-O-A. The hell? How do you even say that? Do you know what that means? No. It is the Terio Mori word. I want to know it's the terium, it's 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 what New Zealand is. It's the actual name for this country. Mm. Aotearoa is how you say it. Yeah, well smoke free that 2025 action plan. New, <laughs> New Zealand Aotearoa. Hosting. All right. That's that is that is what New Zealand is some white Aotearoa. man. Aotearoa. Aotearoa? Is that Aotearoa. right? Aotearoa. <laughs> God. New Zealand is some white English people mess. There is no old I think there is an old Zealand. It's somewhere random but there's a zealand and new zealand is a bunch of nonsense it's a bunch of nonsense okay it's easier to say though for my my white tongue yeah for your white tongue (laughs) for your white tongue it's easier to say (laughs) but yes if you ever see that word it is new zealand in rio more yeah it hurts it hurts to say that i gotta like contort my face uh, New Zealand hopes to gradually increase the legal smoking age and ultimately prohibit cigarette sales to anyone born after 2004. The initiative also calls for a significant reduction in the level of nicotine allowed in tobacco and places restrictions on where cigarettes can be sold. The government would also set a minimum price for all tobacco products. As the name of the plan suggests, the goal is to phase out tobacco use in the country over the next few years, creating a smoke-free New Zealand by 2025. The country's health ministry explained that while smoking rates have declined over the past decade, quote, much work still needs to be done, end quote, particular, particularly to reduce tobacco use among Maori. Is that how you say it? Maori? Yeah, it's Maori. Maori. Okay. That's generally, Maori. Yeah, like there's a couple yeah. of, there's probably a more proper way to say it, but yeah, it's the, the A, the O, the R. If you sort of say that, that tends to be okay. Yeah. Maori. Pacific peoples and those living in our most disadvantaged communities, end quote. New Zealanders have been invited to provide feedback about the action plan, which was formally released on Thursday. Residents will have until May 31st to share their thoughts on the matter before it enters the next phase towards becoming law. Associate Health Minister Aisha Varal said that around 4,500 New Zealanders die each year from tobacco-related ailments and that the government was committed to a, to accelerated progress 
in its fight against smoking. Quote, we need a new approach. Business as usual without a tobacco control program won't get us there. And quote, Burrell argued, while the initiative has been hailed by some advocacy groups, it is not without its critics. Some have warned that limiting the sale of tobacco would bankrupt shop owners. The restrictions could also fuel an under an unregulated black market for tobacco products. The government has even acknowledged that the amount of tobacco products smuggled into the country has increased substantially in recent years. So, what are your thoughts on this? So, a few things. Because I'm actually interested in your thoughts because I would say I have a very American view on this. Yeah. Which is very different from the way I would say generally most Kiwis probably feel. So, do you know how much a pack of cigarettes is in New Zealand? Could you guess? I want you to guess a number, right? Like, I don't know how you, if you know how much a pack of cigarettes is in New York or California or anywhere else in the States. I don't, but I'm going to guess. I'm just going to start and say, like, uh, I was going to say 20. I'm going to guess $30. Yeah. So, a pack of cigarettes is now $33 a pack. Wow. That's pretty close. That's 33 New Zealand. Close. Yes. 33 New Zealand dollars. So, I believe in New York. When I left California, and again, I'm not a cigarette smoker. I've never smoked cigarettes. Me neither. I believe a pack of cigarettes was like 10 bucks in California at the time. Mm. And it's 30. So when I first got here, I would say a pack of cigarettes is probably about 20 bucks. So basically, from the time I landed in this country, there's been this very big push about this 2025 smoke-free New Zealand, right? And so it first started with tax increases. It was basically increased, um, you know, 10% every year and now it's about 1.4 percent every year so every single year they keep increasing the price of of cigarettes right and the hope is again to try to get less than five percent of kiwi smoking by 2025 and i would say they've drastically reduced the the amount of smoking i saw when i first landed in this country in 2014 to now is like night and day You've never really been allowed to smoke inside of restaurants, which is kind of what where the States was, right? When I left the States, you couldn't smoke it like in New York, right? You couldn't smoke inside of a restaurant. Right. Um, that was a big deal. You could if there was outdoor seating, you could, right? But if there's indoor seating, you can't smoke inside a restaurant. Um, in New Zealand, you couldn't smoke inside of any public place. So like New Zealand has no cigar bars, right? Mm-hmm. New Zealand had a few hookah shops, but you had to smoke outside, and even that has drastically reduced, right? So it's just tobacco in general. So, as you know, every time I come back to the States or come back to any country other than New Zealand, what's one of the things I always do? Get cigars. I look for cigars and I bring them back and I store them because I am a cigar smoker. And I wouldn't even say that at this point. I probably smoke four cigars a year. Okay. Right. You, you, it's a, it's a uh, you know, it's like a treat. I've explained why I enjoy cigar. Have I, I may have not, I've explained to you, but I, don't know, I might have not explained on the podcast because for me... Cigar smoking slows down time because there's such a process to it. There's such a ritual and a process. And like you can't smoke a cigar like you can smoke a cigarette. You can't go behind a dumpster outside of your job and smoke a cigarette and go back inside in two minutes, three minutes, right? Like it's just not possible. Like smoking a cigar takes you an hour. You mean you can't do that with a cigar? You said you You can't do that with a cigar, right? So for me, I'm not a, like, I'm not, I don't have an, addiction to it i don't need nicotine i don't really need caffeine like i don't have an, i don't think i have a strong addiction to anything but when you have a day and it's sunny outside or you day that it's quiet there's nothing more like actually forcing yourself to sit down and grab a book or sit around with somebody else or grab a drink and just sit there and go through this whole process of lighting a cigar smoking it and then for the hour and a half being done right then you move on with your life 
So anyways, buying cigars in this country is basically impossible. It's been impossible since like the, the first year I've lived here. But with all that being said, they're now trying to accelerate smoke-free New Zealand. And some of the things that are interesting, and this is what the local news is has been reporting on, is that so we have what you have called convenience stores or bodegas in New York. They call dairies here, right? So they call it your local dairy. It's basically a convenience store. It's a store that's on its own. They sell, you know, if you needed to get a small get thing milk. of milk. Exactly. That's if you needed to get, yeah, it's like where you run to get milk if you don't have any. And there's dairies pretty much everywhere, right? And dairies are often ran by immigrants. They're ran by Indian people or Asian people. Um, same way in the States, right? Like Hispanic people will run dairies or black people will run dairies in their specific locations. Because it's kind of, hey, it's something you can you can set up. You just need inventory of goods. And it's a good way to make a business, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the main place where people have been buying cigarettes are from dairies. And dairies are probably robbed for cigarettes more often than anything else, right? Oh. So if you're going to go rob a store in New Zealand, you're most likely going to rob a dairy and you're going to rob them for cigarettes. So one of the things that's come up is, well, actually, cigarette sales should only happen at pharmacies, and at specific government locations. So you wouldn't be able to go to the grocery store and buy cigarettes. You wouldn't be able to go to a dairy and buy cigarettes. You'd have to either go to a pharmacy, right, which they call chemist here. So you'd have to go. It's like going to CVS to buy cigarettes. And that's the only place you could buy them. Or if the government set up, like if you're a duty-free shop or something like that, right? So they're, they're drastically trying to reduce the places you can buy cigarettes. They've increased the price, and that's gotten people off of them. Because obviously, if you can't afford, right? If you're smoking a pack a day, <laughs> yeah, that's you're a gonna, lot. You're, you're going to reduce when it's thirty-three bucks a hell. pack, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's rough, man. That's that's like a that's like a really nice dinner every night that you're using in cigarettes. Yeah, which is nuts, right? It's super absolutely. Expensive. Yeah, that's crazy. So you get a lot of people, and the the problem is, though, is that people who, if you're addicted to something, right, and you're not able to have the means to get off of it, and you don't have much money, you're putting your money into this, and you're probably like, yeah, I shouldn't do this, but man, this really helps me through my day. Mm -hmm. And that's currently a bit of the issue of, okay, you've raised the price, and that means, look, if you're an adult and you can afford it, cool. Right, like I, I don't have anything against you wanting to smoke. They've already reduced where you can smoke it. Right, you can't. You really the only place you can really smoke is inside your own house. You can barely smoke outside now. Right. So at this point, okay, great. We're going to reduce this because it stops kids from smoking. I would argue that kids already don't smoke. Kids vape, and vaping here is a giant issue because yeah. you'll walk down the street and you get hit with your own ecosystem of clouds. <laughs> yeah, and it's all, um, but it's it's fruity mostly, right? A lot of fruit. It's all fruities. It's flavor. Now here, I think I think it's harder to buy vapes with nicotine here. But I would argue just the just the act of vaping probably isn't good for you long term, right? Like I think no, inhaling anything isn't good for you long term, right? Other than other than air, <laughs> <laughs> right? Other air, than air, air inhaling for, anything for now. That's what they're saying. Yeah. It's good for now, and it depends yeah. on where you are. That air might be shitty. It might not be good for you either. Go to parts so, of China. Or yeah, so look, the whole point is they want to make this they they want to make this country smoke free by basically saying cigarettes and tobacco usage is just gone from the country. Like, like people don't dip here. Like all the things that you see when you go through the states which you can buy tobacco products, you just can't buy here. So my question to you is 
How do you feel about this if this was happening in the U.S. of something that we know is dangerous for you, mm-hmm. something that we know harms you even if you're not a smoker yourself, right? Secondhand smoke is proven for young people to be really bad. If you're in a house and your family smokes and you don't, you can't get out of it, right? That's not that's harmful to you. Um, they've already raised the price on this thing, and now they're basically going to remove adults from being able to buy this at all. Right, because like, what happens if you're if you were born in two thousand and two, and you've got friends in two thousand and four, and you're forty and forty two years old? One person can buy cigarettes, and another person can't. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll work. It also seems super weird uh, and arbitrary. Um, I'm with you. I, I've never, I've never smoked a cigarette ever. Um, I've never smoked a cigar either. I've never, yeah, never really done it. Done yeah, yeah, I don't one. think you're missing much. To yeah, be done, done an edible once <laughs> in my life. Didn't like it. Uh, just made everything, uh, just made gravity stronger. Made my mouth very dry. And I was like, this is not, this is not my party. Um, and that, that's kind of it. Otherwise, like, yeah, I'm not, I, yeah, so, it, but I'm not really the, but I think as far as the ability for using it, the, it's kind of like the damage is already done. I don't, why don't they tax the, tobacco companies like tax the shit out of them instead of the people who they got hooked on the product well they i mean they do right because all that stuff is imported no one here is is making like right marlboro doesn't have a uh location here right it's all imported so it's all imported tobacco goods and that's where the tax comes in it's all the import tax right like if i was to bring over a bunch of cigars right if i think it's over 50 grams of tobacco I'd have to pay tax on that when I bring it. I have to declare it when I bring it, when I come in and I have to say, okay, I'm going to pay your excess tax on it. And that's where the money is going. And that money is supposed to be offsetting the healthcare cost, right? Because that's everyone's argument. Hey, we pay more. Our healthcare is so expensive because all the smokers who can't quit are, you know, I've got to go solve someone's emphysema when they're 60 years old and they've been smoking a pack a day when I'm healthy and now my taxes go up. But right now, Given how expensive cigarettes have been, that's offset. They're actually getting more money from tax than what smokers charge the healthcare system. Yeah, I think that I I'm personally not in favor of banning anything like this. Like if people want want to have something, they'll get it, and it's better to get it legally than illegally. And that's kind of how it goes, especially for something like this like if there's a substance like this you can import the moment you could say you can buy it you can't buy it you can find a way to get it right if it's being sold and, in the country in some way yeah like what, what's up, the deal of, yeah. yeah go ahead i was gonna say to sum up what you're explaining is exactly what's going to happen right so new zealand for people who don't know has a has a gangs right there's a lot of gangs in new zealand there's a gang called the mongrel mob there's a gang called black power and there's all these other gangs you say the mongrel in mob between. Yes, that is the name of a gang. That's the biggest gang here in New Zealand. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. There, it's it's very odd because it's not like the Crips and the Bloods. Um, <laughs> it's it's like they're all motorcycle gangs. Oh, which is like interesting. The, uh, I like the the mods from uh, in England. I, I don't even know what that is, but probably. Oh, have you never seen Quadrophenia? No, I've not. I've not oh, seen okay. Quadrophenia. That is Watch a heck it. of a name. <laughs> Quad- do you, Quadrophenia is the name of the Who album. It's a rock opera. Probably it's my favorite Who album, and then so so the Who had two rock operas. They had Tommy, I know you know that one, right? I, I've heard of it. Yes, Deaf, Dumb, and Blind, Pinball Wizard, Tommy. 
Um, and then they had Quadrophenia. Those are their two rock operas. Quadrophenia, I think, is the better album. Tommy is the better movie adaptation. Both became movie adaptations. So, you know, watch them both if you're really bored. Uh, one of them has uh, Tommy has Tina Turner and like a bunch of celebrities. Jack Nicholson sings a fucking song in that movie. Um, and then uh, and in Quadrophenia, less of a musical, but Sting does show up as a bellboy. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I'm, mod, I'm watching the trailer the, of this now, and it's it's like this, but a bit more brown and a lot more tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that's my touchstone for the uh, for uh, for like the biker gangs in England. I'm sure there's better ones, but Quadrophenia is what I got because I'm a, I'm a fan of the Who. Yeah, deal with it. So one of the main things that they that they make their income from is methamphetamine, right? There's methamphetamine is a giant issue here, mm-hmm. and the general issue is that like when you start to prohibit things and this was a big reason why people were trying to legalize cannabis here during the last election was saying hey with it being illegal people end up getting illegal things from people who don't have fear of selling illegal goods right yeah <laughs> if you don't really follow the law hey i'll sell you a pack of cigarettes i'll get some cigarettes you know i'll get a connection i'll find a way to get some cigarettes in here or Bring get it from some, china uh, that's own. where they'll come from exactly or grow my own marijuana and yeah, sure. I'll start, you know, whatever. I'll get some people to sell it for me. People can come in and Hey, you know what? Maybe try a little meth as well. This is, this one's on the house. If you want more, come back. You can come to me. Right? Like that's what it turns into versus that was a big push in the States to legalize cannabis was because it removed all of the illegality of not knowing what you're getting. And then you can go into a professional environment and actually get a professional regulated good. Right? Mm-hmm. But now you're going to have people who can, if you, if someone tells you I can get you a pack of cigarettes for 15 bucks, you're totally going to take them up on that offer. Now, where those cigarettes came from, how many hands they passed through, and quite frankly, even what's in them, yeah. you don't really know, right? Because it's not a regulated good that you go to a store that has to follow these, these protocol in order to sell you something, right? So that's the general. That's what I would say. Yeah, they general also people planning, are saying. Yeah, are they also planning on banning like tobacco, like just straight up tobacco, it's tobacco and in rolling. general. So like, if you, I wanted to make yeah. my own cigarettes, like people roll their own yeah. cigarettes, right? So yeah, and and they do that here. That's a big thing here. Obviously, that would also be off the are, table. That's yeah, because they are specifically making tobacco. Right, the taxes on tobacco, and I think the tax on cigarettes is actually less. So just getting straight tobacco that you roll your own, I believe, is taxed more. How much um, worse, it's cheaper? Though, you would think that. Yeah. I know smoking anything's bad for you, right? Yeah. Like in general. Um, yeah. But if you're obviously there's there's benefits there's 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 medicinal benefits to marijuana, of course, deal it could help with a lot of stuff. Um, but if you're like rolling your own cigarette that's just pure tobacco, right? Yeah. Versus buying a cigarette with all this other shit in it. Isn't that like considerably less bad than it's less the other bad, options? but the problem of like nicotine, while it does a well, it's a it's a what's the word? Um, where it actually expands your your veins. Um, it actually allows for you to get more. The reason why it gives you that high is because it va- I want to say vacillate, but that's probably not the right word. Um, it actually like increases your like the amount of oxygen that you can take into your blood. Which is why nicotine gives you that buzz. So nicotine on its own, like everything, right? A small dose of caffeine is actually not bad for you. It gives you energy benefits. It gives you all these things. Nicotine is very similar, 
like a very tiny, tiny, tiny drop of nicotine can give you sort of this very euphoric feeling, all these things. That's why when you smoke, that's why people feel better when they smoke, right? If you're a smoker, you start to feel real down, you start to get cranky, and that actually makes you feel better. Yeah, but what's actually the the bad part, and it's again, that's the addictive part in nic- in cigarettes is the nicotine. But right. it's all the other crap, like you're saying. But anytime but that's what you I was saying, burn the tobacco, something, if you just had like it, a tobacco. But even when you burn tobacco, right? Like cigars are all tobacco. Cigars still aren't good for you because smoke inhalation of right. tar and the things that are in the leaves over time isn't good for your lungs because smoking in general isn't good for your lungs. You shouldn't be inhaling anything but air. So that's the same thing. And quite frankly, what makes this really interesting is as New Zealand tries to continue to push legalization of cannabis, it's going to be real hard to justify to someone, well, you can smoke marijuana, but you can't smoke a cigarette. (laughs) So, yeah, it's very interesting. Now, what you explained is exactly how I feel. And this is a very American view of I say, look, you can tax stuff. I'm cool with you taxing stuff. But to me, restricting anyone from doing anything doesn't work. Right, we tried prohibition. We've tried these things, and if a consenting adult wants to do this, and they can afford it, I have no problem with it. You can regulate it. You can regulate where you can use it. You can regulate if you can use it around kids or in public or whatever. But that's never outright banning it. If I want to buy tobacco for fifty bucks a pack and be in my own property and smoke it, there should be nothing on this earth that should stop me from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess this the, moves towards it moves away from that, which is what I as an American immediately go, this is my problem because if I can afford it, I should kind of be able to buy things as long as I'm not harming others and that's where the interesting argument comes in because cigarettes do harm others where something like alcohol on its own, right? You can drink and it's not like your kids are going to see the effect of the actual <laughs> consumption not, of alcohol other than other than obviously if you're abusive or you're driving a car under the influence, all the things that you then pair to alcohol. But on its yeah. own, if you drink and then went to sleep, you harm no one but yourself. Yeah, you don't you don't drink and then spit a little bit in everybody's mouth in the room. Exactly. <laughs> that's wow. That's that's like extremely accurate and extremely gross, but that's exactly what it <laughs> but is. That's right? kind of what it, that's what's that's happening. That's what it is. Yes, that's what it is. And same thing with same thing with, with marijuana usage, right? If you smoke marijuana and you're in the presence of others. You are, they inhale this secondhand usage of this that they may not, that they don't consent to. And the same thing happens with cigarettes. Right. And that's why it's, that's why. But you can be in those situations. That's why I think that I don't subscribe. I'm not on board with the idea of you get rid of everything because if I want to do it in my own house and I live alone. It doesn't, it doesn't affect. I say you should. And again, maybe it costs you a bunch of money so you can't afford it. But. If you can afford, and again, this is a very American viewpoint. I'm very aware of this, right? And this is yeah. how we generally think. Which and just is if clear, I make I'm enough not in money, favor. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You're not in favor of smoking. I don't. Yeah, I don't like the premise. I don't. I don't like the premise of smoking uh, cigarettes or anything like that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like you're literally buying a product that's going to kill you. Like that's what you're doing. I don't understand. Again, I don't yeah. understand anybody who went through dare. And saw that dude who's, who like sees the Marlboro Man without the chin or whatever that stuff, and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do, ch- I'm gonna chew tobacco, or I'm gonna smoke cigarettes, or I'm gonna do any of this stuff." It's like, but look, that shit though, is but horrifying, I- and it and it's expensive. And as a child, I don't have any money. Like people who smoke in high school, I'm like, how? How is this possible? But again, Why? But look, though, I would argue, for me personally, alcohol is much more dangerous and scary than tobacco is. Yeah, true. 
It just is. Like the actual, the fact that you are literally drinking poison has always been stranger to me than actually taking a, taking a leaf that is combustible and inhaling it. It's just in my brain, I see alcohol is a distilled, you're taking the chemical process of distilling a spirit and then you're mixing other stuff with it to try to make it palatable, right? Yeah, but, in general, the, but I guess the difference yeah. is that you, depending on how much you drink or what you're drinking, right? Like if I'm drinking two drinks a week, right? right. And I don't, what is the long-term damage? I The only, the way I see alcohol as being more dangerous than smoking is people driving under the influence and what it does Absolutely. to people in, yeah. in it's, it's, altering it's mind behavior. Altering, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that, you know, there is responsible. Like, I don't, I don't know what the, I, I don't. No, I I guess every cigarette is bad, but it's like at the same time, it adds up over time. You're you're getting a really addictive thing and people get addicted to drinking and all that stuff. So look, I guess it's all bad, but wh- where do you stop, right? That's kind of the thing. I, now I'm doing the Republican viewpoint. Where does it end? This yes. is a slippery yeah, slope. Yeah. But but that's but look, I, I would argue But I think this is, this is but I would also say like what's more harmful, tobacco or sugar? Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, it's just, it's one of those arguments that is very American, which is why we can't get rid of guns in our country. <laughs> I, well, right? I was it's actually thinking argument. about that because I was saying if, yeah. you, if you wanted to get something, you can get it, like cigarettes. And then I was trying to square that argument away in my head about, well, you guys don't have guns in your country, really. Like, there's a lot more restrictions. But we do have guns, but right? It's, we it's just regulated. literally got it's highly rid of, regulated. But we just literally got rid of a bunch of guns after the Christchurch shootings right. two years ago, right? Yeah, but so the difference is country. that you're not, yeah. people aren't like, I mean, in in the states they may be, but it, as far as I know, you're not like you're you don't have this condition that is keeping you attached to your gun yes. versus cigarettes, which is like you are if you are on if you are addicted at this point, you can actually have some severe repercussions if you can't get this thing. There's nothing in the Constitution that says, and look, quite frankly, the same thing with alcohol, right? If you've been drinking, let's say three four beers a night every night for the last five years wow. you can't just quit i mean amy winehouse died because she tried to stop drinking i believe that's actually why she died she was actually trying to sober up and she had alcohol withdrawal symptoms and that can that that could again your body goes into shock if you're drinking to that much every single day and you try to quit cold turkey you can actually you can actually kill yourself that way. And so like that's but again, this is a very American viewpoint, which is why it's tough because in New Zealand, right, when that when that mass shooting happened, and I'm saying this on the heels of another mass shooting today in the US, when that happened in New Zealand, there wasn't really even a question. It was generally like, yeah, we probably need to get rid of this. And the government's like, yeah, so we're going to get rid of this. And everyone's like, yeah, there's a few people who are out there raising their hands going, but what about the hunters? And everyone's like, nah, shut up. We can't have 50 people who are trying to pray get killed. But what about when the government here. tries to knock on my door and something, something? And we say, we don't have those problems here. <laughs> right. And then it just goes. And so New Zealand's an interesting country like that, where I would argue if you tried to do this with alcohol, though, people here would go nuts because this this country, to me, the biggest problem in this country from a substance problem is the abuse of alcohol. 
and you'll never get rid of it. Yet you'll stop all these other things. You'll get rid of tobacco. You might be able to hold off, you know, cannabis usage. You'll still make drugs highly illegal with no decriminalization of stuff that's happening in the rest of the world. But you and they'll tax alcohol, right? They've alcohol is super expensive here. People are still abusing it. People are still brewing their own. Prohibition doesn't work, right? We've seen that. We've been through that story. But alcohol kills more people in this country and does more damage to families in this country than cigarettes probably ever have. Yeah. And there's nothing the and there's nothing the that they're gonna do about it. Yeah. There's nothing. But one do doesn't one doesn't smell bad. One doesn't one doesn't affect others around you. And it, well, it doesn't affect others around you in that moment. Yes. In that moment of consumption, if you, like you said, if yeah. you drink, it's not that you got to spit some of it up. And then I go, oh, everyone's spitting on me because I'm in a bar and everyone's drinking. Like, that's not how it works. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting discussion. I don't think they'll be able to get this passed. I think they will make it extremely expensive. And most of the kids nowadays are vaping anyways. And my question is, well, what happens when we learn in 10 years that vapes tear, that vaping every day completely destroys your lungs? We already, and what that's, are we going to do? Then. kind of it, it seems like there's already been proof that that is the case like that's a big problem like get get these kids doing something else like try just make vegetables taste better where is the have you had a have you had a honey crisp apple yet no i'm not able to find them okay well i, I have just one ordered today. some granny smiths though oh jesus christ but it, the point you could but like give me give me the give me the honey crisp of carrots and get kids eating those carrots i mean in general carrots are generally pretty sweet right like a good carrot yeah i know but like, make them better kids, kids eat a good carrot give me right? give me something yeah give them something though that they'll want to they'll want to bite on instead of uh instead of vaping i'm just of the mind that like you should do everything in moderation sure like to everything. me i just like, everything like you moderation. look at everything i they just personally for me right like, a little bit a like, little bit of heroin in moderation well, that's the <laughs> and that's the one thing <laughs> heroin is the one drug <laughs> that seems to be when you start you can't stop it's like the only one that seems to be like, and I'm saying like from a media perspective, right? I'm, I've not used any of this stuff, but I would assume heroin is the one given how quickly people spiral and methamphetamine is pretty close, but I would assume that there's some casual meth smoking out there, like people who go to work every day and they're generally okay, but they go home and they smoke a little meth. Those people exist. Probably. I don't think that exists for heroin. Though. I'm gonna Google. I don't that think anyone just kind of casual meth smoking. Like, what do you do? Hey, hey, Jason, you're on a date, and a young lady asks you, "Hey, so uh, what do you do in your free time?" And you go, "You know, look, I go home, play a little video game, shoot a little heroin." You know, <laughs> I don't think that's ever come out of care. And someone's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, look, you I mean he looks normal? He's normal weight, looks healthy, got a, you know his face colors in his face, he looks good." I don't think that happens with people who use heroin. I don't think you just kind of go, you know, I just use heroin every once in a while. It's just good. I'm not addicted. It's just fine. Like, I think when you start heroin, you try to chase that until the end of time. You know, to, and once once we close the books, we do a little heroin. That's the, that's the yearly ritual. Yeah, like, right? Like, it's like, yeah, you know, we just closed the big deal. We're all going to shoot a little heroin. And, and you want to come? It's like, it doesn't, like, that's never in the conversation. Just bring your like, own needle. Could, bring your own needle. We got to be safe. Like, about I could this. totally see smart. someone be like, hey, look, we're having a good day. You want to smoke a little meth? And you're just like, yeah, okay, I smoke a little meth. And you do it. And then you go on about your business. Um, I don't think, I think heroin to me is the only drug that you don't just do a little bit of. It's like when you start using heroin, you're all in. I don't think you can dabble in that one just a tiny bit. 
Let's see. Most crystal meth addicts, this is from Psych Central. Most crystal meth addicts have a brief period of casual or recreational use. This can quickly escalate to abuse and dependency. Attempting to use meth or any other addictive stimulant such as cocaine in a casual recreational fashion is a bit like playing with matches in a room filled with <laughs> it's a slippery slope don't get me wrong all of these the, things are slippery oh, slope. no matter how careful you are you're likely to blow the pace place up that is an amazing an amazing analogy i love that wow well yeah there you go so hey look to your point there might there might be a start of casual meth use but damn yeah that's uh how long does once a month become once a week I mean, I would day. say the same thing about cocaine, right? Like, I would assume, and again, me and you are not cool enough to to hang to have hung out in the New York City party scene when we were in our twenties. <laughs> I mean, hey I man, assume, look, I've been around it, never did it. Neither have I, and I've not really even been around it. To be honest no. with you, I've never you, openly I've, seen someone using cocaine. I've never seen it. Yeah, I've, so I my, my my views of people using cocaine are like in the movies, right? It's a bunch of white kids around a China around a China tray. <laughs> And they're chopping some stuff up, or and a, you snort or it a, with, a, a, with bar, a rolled up dollar a, bill, or in a bar yeah. bathroom. Because, like, because, like, what are the kids gonna do when there's no more dollar bills to roll up? Because we're all going digital. That's You're gonna point. bring your own straw. What are we gonna Can't, do, right? Like, yeah, it's just one of those things. I think you can probably live in New straw. York. Yeah, you can live in New York and casually use cocaine. That's and no one man, would ever really know, right? They probably never know. There's probably people that you I, that you talk to on a daily basis that occasionally use a little cocaine. I don't. I don't walk around. I don't have. I don't use cash, so I walk around with my little cocaine straw. Yeah, <laughs> like case. it's <laughs> just in case someone wants to have a little fun, just, right? Like drugs. Just are, in case. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm a germaphobe, so I have to use my own. And I throw <laughs> like a pack but of like, cocaine. Yeah. Straws. So for me, everything. I would say the only thing that I would say we should ever ban personally is heroin. Because I've never seen someone just be like, yeah, dude, I've just been casually using heroin for five years. I feel great. I love it. You should really give it a try. No one's ever had that discussion with me ever. So when I first um, – when I Googled casual meth smoking, the first result is SAMHSA's National Helpline. So- yeah, exactly. Because there's no such thing really. It's like casual meth – it exists, but if you're smoking casual meth, you should probably get help because methamphetamine, what they like, that is strictly a chemical process. You can't even like with cocaine, right? Like when I was in Peru and you go to hike up, um, you go to hike up um, Machu Picchu. Yeah. They give you this tea, right? Because it's this coca leaf tea. That's supposed to help you with the altitude sickness, and it's there. It's legal. It's basically taking this plant and boiling it like would you like you would with tea. And so I was like, "Wow, this stuff actually made me like it makes you feel pretty good." Oh, that's basically taking the leaf from cocaine <laughs> and putting it in tea. Yeah, but it's you're in a place where it's that's just what you do, and you couldn't bring that you couldn't bring those leaves anywhere else because that's what it is. So yeah, I could probably say, have I casually used cocaine? No, but have I drunk this tea to go hike up a really high mountain in Peru? Absolutely. Right? And it's just like, Whatever yeah, that's just what you do. And you're not addicted to it. It's not like, oh man, I need this tea. Where's the tea? If you no one say, hey man, take a little heroin. It'll help you, it'll help you swim to the bottom of the ocean. Like no one's no one's doing that. Not yet. Not yet. But there is, I mean, but that's that's what oxycotton is, right? Oxycotton is like 
basically heroin or meth or that stuff, right? Like yeah. that's that's how people get into heroin because it's cheaper than buying the pharmaceuticals. That's how a lot of people yeah, yeah, get into you it. You can't afford the pharmaceuticals, and then it's like, hey, we'll shoot heroin. Same thing. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, sure. Exactly. It's a big problem. So yeah. Anyway, I I think uh, I I. I I can I can see New Zealand doing this because they they yes. do wacky shit. But there's I, only five I see it, million people here, but I, so you can. But do I see stuff it like backfiring that. as well. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for those people who are addicted? And then how do you how do you get it to a household with a grandmother or even a parent, and then not have it for, and then keep that out of reach of a child? Are you still going to educate a kid about something that doesn't exist? Because the moment you tell somebody, hey, here's the thing, don't do it. Like, I don't know what the New Zealand equivalent of dare is. It's probably some word I can't pronounce. But if it's but but whatever you're doing to tell these kids, hey, don't smoke, and then they can't even buy cigarettes to begin with, then when they do want to see it, then it's like, okay, well, how do I get that thing? Because there's always going to be those people, right? The cool kids, right? They're always going to be like, well, how do I get that thing? And I, I wasn't, I'm not a cool kid. I wasn't a cool kid and I'm still not now, uh, probably partly because well, I'm a man. Well, it's interesting because but- <laughs> I, yeah, I would say with kids these days, you have more of an issue with kids online, right? So like viewing pornography mm-hmm. or bullying online. And I would say that the issue in this country that is the unspoken issue among adults is suicide amongst young people here. And it's like, this is one of those things. And again, a very American viewpoint of a slippery slope of, okay, so now we're going to ban the internet from kids, right? Because that's killing them too, right? Like, at what point do you actually have to take some personal responsibility of how people want to spend their lives? And as long as it's not harming others, and if people can enjoy things, and for me, have the systems when they no longer want to enjoy things, but they can't stop, that to me is where the tax money should be spent. You shouldn't ban cigarettes because there's plenty of people who smoke and feel like they don't have a problem, right? And for the people that do, take that money and actually have things where people can get help properly if they're having problems and issues with these things. That goes the same thing with gambling. It goes the same thing with prostitute. Anything that you think is unsavory that needs to be banned, for me, actually having people have access to the where we're spending our tax dollars for you banning these things – would be helpful. Like I like, right. This is the Republican viewpoint of it's not guns. It's people. We don't have enough mental health in the U S if people actually had access to mental health about their anger issues and the way they feel, we wouldn't have all these mass shootings. And there's a bit of truth in that, but also there's a bit of truth in, you know, if it wasn't so easy to get guns, people who are upset wouldn't actually go to a gun. They'd go do something else. So it's a very interesting argument about how society should run and what you should have access to and what you shouldn't have access to. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's yeah. just there's gray. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, I don't know if banning it's always like trying to get to the get to the source of the thing, right? You that's to, my opinion. Yeah. And that's a very American opinion of it's not oh, for the sure, thing. Because that's, like we used they, to burn that's the same argument they use against guns, like you were saying. Yes. So yep. what do you do? Um well, before going on to the next story, there's these things on the right here which say from our partners. And one of these headlines is wild. So there's <laughs> three stories Russian, here. You're on Russian Russian yeah, Times. Yeah, but these aren't the right? Russian Times. Now, the Russian Times article, they got they got a couple here which uh so one of them says Luther, the BBC and diversity before judging who is black enough to be real, you need to have lived in their skin first. 
So uh, there's one article, loaded dis- but that, that's, that's loaded on the thing. RT. Now, okay. now the uh, now the from the partners, which is not RT, but others, we got the strange Sinovac vaccine phenomenon. Then we got Disney's ugly transformation of a U.S. war hero into a villain, and then this Captain one, America. Yeah, <laughs> Chinese worker kills himself by jumping into furnace after losing Whoa. nine thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, that's awful. That is awful. Anyway, I I mean I would have sent him nine grand if it would have stopped him from jumping into a furnace. Well, it's too late now. Too late. <laughs> too late yeah. Rest in peace, furnace guy. Like you yeah. didn't have to go out that way. I know it's upsetting. All right, here we go. Let's talk about some some dumb women here. Uh, all right, the reading from the Seattle Times. I couldn't believe this headline. <laughs> Two women busted for trying to use a $1 million bill at a Dollar General store. <laughs> Who? All right, here we go. Who wants to be a millionaire? Boo. Tennessee's Amanda McCormack and relative Linda Johnson sure tried, and now they're paying for it. Sort of. The Smoking Gun reported Wednesday. McCormick, 39, tried to pay for several gift cards with a counterfeit $1 million bill at the Dollar General in Knoxville area, in Knoxville area, Maryville, where she was joined by 61-year-old Johnson, according to the police report obtained by the outlet. The story was first reported by local paper, the Daily Times. McCormick claimed to have received the bill in the, quote, in the mail from a church, but could not provide the church information. <laughs> the report notes... As you do. I got it from the church. It's, that's Jesus money right there. That's why he's on the bill. <laughs> she claims to be using the faux money to buy items for care packages to give to the homeless. And in her shopping cart were various items, among them gift cards to different businesses, according to the document. Johnson reportedly told authorities she had just been tagging along to run errands and, quote, was unaware of the money, end quote. Despite the incident's fraud by false pretenses classification, the two were not arrested, though the bill was confiscated and put into evidence. A verbal no trespass warning was issued for the pair in relation to the store. Whether whether McCormick whether McCormick actually believed the bill was legit is unknown. The U.S. Department of Treasury says it has gotten many inquiries about whether a $1 million bill has ever been officially produced, though they haven't. Such bills were produced as part of an art series. While they didn't violate any U.S. law, they're not redeemable. Just uh, just a couple of dummies. I mean, if we had a million dollar bill, right, we would be, what well, was it, Zimbabwe that had that $1 trillion bill? <laughs> that sounds familiar. I think it was because the funny thing is when I was in South Africa, I tried to we were trying to get one of those bills um, because you can like people will sell them to you um, for like whatever, like like 30, 40 bucks. Um, If you can find someone who has them, let me see one trillion dollar bill. Zimbabwe was Zimbabwe. Yeah. Uh, The Zimbabwe dollar. Yeah. It basically like. Hundred trillion dollar? Yes, it was a hundred trillion dollar bill. Yeah, we were trying to get one. Me and my coworker who was with me, who was South African, we were trying to get one. Um, so yeah, now they just use they use South African rand or some other different type of currency in Zimbabwe. But yeah, their currency <laughs> so, got so out of control. So many zeros. So yes, many they zeros. were printing one hundred trillion dollars on a bill on a banknote. And there's not even a picture on it. It's just a. It's just a bunch of rocks. It's a bunch of rocks. It's a bunch of rocks. 
around a bit of a jungle at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it says, I promise to pay the bear on demand $100 trillion <laughs> for the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. Um, so, yeah, I don't, yeah, like, you're right. They're just dumb. Because if you had money that was that, where I would be like, wow, we're making $1 million bills. We're in trouble. Yeah. Or it's just like a very exclusive run. Who would you put on the $1 million bill? On the $1 million bill in the U.S.? Yeah. It can't be a president, right? It's got to be, it's got to like, it's got to be like a Kardashian. What? Right? I was going to say you put Obama on it. No, 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 no. Because you don't, because the million dollar bill is kind of a, it's, it's kind of a joke. Like. I thought it'd be like, very prestigious. You've got a million dollars in a bill, right? That you could mm. like literally tear or lose. So for me, it's, you got to put a reality star on there. And I would say you put Kim Kardashian, you just put her butt on it. Right? Yeah. Sure. You, you just put or you put the photo of her popping the champagne with the with the glass on the back. Oh, the one that the bro, the one that broke the internet, that one? Yeah, you just put one put that picture on there and you're good, right? I that's a million dollar bill to me. Sure. Obama to me, I would say that if you put Obama on a bill, it's got to be a bill that's a bit more of the everyman bill, right? If I was Obama at least, like I I wouldn't want my bill to be unobtainable. Yeah, like put I would it on, maybe put it remove, on the 20, get rid of Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, like get rid of like the. I think Obama on the twenty is a solid move. Yeah, um, I would even say. I mean, Ben Franklin, I guess, is fine on the hundred. Yeah, you, um, you know, and Lincoln's fine, right? Like, I think some of the bills are okay, but for the twenty dollar bill, I would say that's one of those that I would say the twenty is the probably the most used one. Well, no, the dollar is probably the most used, but I would say the twenty is next as far as the most used bills. And that's, I mean, that's what you're pulling out of a out of an ATM mostly. ATM, right? So I would say put Obama on twenty dollar bill. But put Kardashian on the million dollar bill. Okay. I'm on board with that. Yeah, I just saw this thing. I thought it'd be fun. Quick little, quick little fun one. All right, here we go. Here's another little fun one for you. And by little, I mean big rabbit. Uh this one goes a little long, but it's uh no, wait a this is not the long version. This is a short, this is a short version. Okay, got yeah, it. Give us a short version. This is the short one, but it kind of like I read deeper and it's like you kind of got into this weird Kennedy's like story about this family and their rabbits. So here we go. Darius, the world's longest rabbit, is missing. Police believe he was stolen from his home in the UK. Look at this. We are a very global podcast here. If we had New Zealand, we got some dummies in America. Now we got a rabbit in the UK. One of the biggest bunnies in the world is missing, and authorities don't think he just hopped away. It's from USA Today. Oh, oh, oh. you can't resist, I guess. I'm gonna. You can't. You can't help it. Yeah, there's a picture here, so I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you the link so you can see it. I know you're curious about this. This big rabbit. Oops, that's the wrong link. Need that in case it auto plays video. Here we go. <clears throat> Darius, a continental giant rabbit was last well, rabbit's got a harness on that's how big that rabbit is you can yeah, walk it's, this rabbit it's, it's, <laughs> yeah yeah the thing's going to school oh Darius, this is a different yeah. rabbit sorry the video that's playing is coco puff <laughs> it's 18 pound rabbit that this that this little girl puts into cars and puts toilet paper on so sorry weird darius was last seen on a saturday on Saturday in his in his pen in the village of Stolton, England, about 130 miles northwest of London. I appreciate that little fact about where that is in relation to London, even though yeah, it's that's nowhere, know that it's nowhere near London. <laughs> northwest. Yeah, exactly. 130 miles away. 
measuring four feet and three inches long. He is. Wow, that's a big. Bug. Yeah, that's a big rabbit. He's basically taller than me. Measuring four feet. <laughs> He is the current Guinness record holder as the longest rabbit in the world, a title he's held since 2010. Quote, it is believed the continental giant rabbit was stolen from its enclosure in the giant in the garden of the property of its owners overnight on Saturday. And quote, local police said in a statement to British newspaper, The Telegraph. Now this now this next sentence I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Darius Darius Zoner, Annette Edwards, upped the reward for finding the missing money. <laughs> I saw the number. I didn't see the sentence that the president ups the reward for finding the missing money to two thousand seven hundred fifty dollars on Tuesday. So let's let's talk about this, right? This is this is the longest rabbit in the world since two thousand and ten, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the other thing that I want you to click on here, I'm going to send this to you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to send you the image of this woman's, of this woman's page. Okay. Okay. Of her Twitter page, right? Oh boy, I don't, I don't know if I, this is going to be upsetting, isn't it? But, I can't, how do I actually link to a tweet? Because this is a tweet where she is. You saying, just copy, copy the top of the go, page. Here, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm old, but I got it right. You got it. And then, like, I, I want to send you a tweet, and then I want you to click on her profile. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. So. First of all, Annette Edwards, right? Okay, this is this is the longest bunny in the world, and you up the reward, which means yeah. the reward was less than this at one point. <laughs> yeah, and then you upped it to two thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Now, look, I understand maybe her financial situation isn't what it should be. I get it. This is all the money she can afford, but I would assume that she's made quite a bit of money off of this rabbit, right? It's the biggest rabbit in the world, right? You got to make some money off of it. If I was Darius, I would be pissed that this is all she's willing to offer. Yeah, is two thousand seven hundred fifty dollars for this rabbit. She couldn't start a GoFundMe page. She couldn't do a give. A, she couldn't find a way to try to raise money for the largest rabbit in the. He is a world record holder for eleven years and counting. And this is all this woman could muster up in a tweet. Yeah. Someone someone tweets in the in below this saying, Annette, I've reached out I've reached out via your website contact page. Would love to would love give this story international coverage and and have you on Australian TV for an interview. Hope to hear from you soon. And then the response to that, why? <laughs> Not from her, just from somebody else. And that's a great question. Why? <laughs> And so, like, I, the reason why I wanted you to, to click on this Twitter page was because I clicked on this link, and then I was like, "What is in this picture?" Oh my god! Wow! And oh no! Let's just say that Annette, <laughs> Annette is trying to, Annette's trying to get famous. She's a model. She yeah. says model TV. She's a TV model. And press world tour. Press worldwide, which sounds look a lot like prestige worldwide. <laughs> oh my god! She's Annette. a model. These pictures. Um, Good she's Lord. got she's got and let's just say that Annette is is very proud of her body. Yeah, definitely some areola in this profile picture. She is she is on if you go to her website, she's got to. photos of her sitting on cars, sitting on bikes and bikinis. <laughs> it's like this is what models um, do. <laughs> this is what models do, but I'm just gonna say, looking at Annette, Annette is so I want to read this. Welcome to my site. As you can see, it is quite simple, as I don't agree with making it all singing and dancing. Okay. I'm saying that's saying her website's simple because... Her website doesn't even work for me. Like, if I go to... It works for me. There's AnnetteEdwardsModel.com. 
Oh, okay. I'm assuming that Darius oh, the Bunny okay, website was, doesn't work because clicking, if she can't yeah. pay if she can't pay two grand to get Darius back, she can't pay any money to actually get the website up and running. So, yeah. Oh my god. So this, I'm gonna read this, this website. Right? Is, look, you know what? This, this website is right for the '90s. <laughs> and you know what? Good for you know what? I don't want to shame Annette. Good for Annette, right? She's, she's Annette trying. is proud of herself. Fake until you make she it. She is. She this, is. She, she is a model. This right? So I'm gonna read. This is the rest of the profile. What you see is what you get. I will soon be reaching the age of 62 and feel I still have a lot to offer. I started modeling at the age of 16 and simply haven't stopped working. Along the way, I have worked all over the world, including Playboy in New York, magazine and TV, work all over Europe. She won Miss Birmingham at age 29 and has been the face of Nivea and appeared on page three many times and still do. So she's a page three glamour model, which I'm assuming means something in, in the UK. Um, but yeah, let's just say that, um, yeah. And then if you go to her gallery, there are definitely photos where Annette is not afraid to, um, be without top. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So she's proud didn't, of herself. Didn't expect she's to getting see out that there, today. And she yep. apparently also owned the large, the world's largest <laughs> bunny. <laughs> so that's. That's why I went through a range of emotions when I was started to click on links in this article, and we ended up with a topless grandma who was missing the world's <laughs> oldest buddy. <laughs> oh, I love the internet. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of money at all. That's uh, which just tells you how far modeling career has gone. Or she just blew it all. I'm looking for like the behind the music story. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on now for a second. Wait, wait a second. I clicked on one of these images where I, I, I just wanted to see the newspaper image. And the title is Super Tiny Animals, mm-hmm. Super Huge Boobs. <laughs> so she has taken photos with the bunny mm-hmm. topless. The bunny is on her lap and she is sans top. So she has not only she has used this bunny to further her modeling yeah. career. So this says Grandtastic. Annette shows off her record breaking boobs, dot dot dot, and pet rabbit. Are so they this is breaking? kind of her they, this what is record what records are they breaking? She broke the bunny broke the record, and maybe she is hold on, the Guinness World Record, the oldest page three model is Annette Edwards, born April 5th, 1951 in the UK, who took part in a photo shoot for Sunday Sport on February 14th, 2012, aged 60 years and 315 days. So she is, she is, not only does she have the world's largest bunny, she is also the oldest page three model. And that is, she she has actually won an award for this. She owns the record for the oldest page three model. Wow. There is, I don't know if I hallucinated this, but I believe there is like, there's like these people who just try to who basically make up stuff just to have try Guinness, to, yeah, Guinness World Records, and they're I want to say like some of these princes do that, like there's like Arabian princes or something and uh, or stuff like that. Anyway, read them. Moving on in the story here. <laughs> sorry, I just something this detour needed no, that to was, that was a that was a funny. <laughs> like, this, this, Thank this you. Needed Thank to you. happen because that this is wow. why this is why you're our investigative reporter on the scene. So I appreciate <laughs> absolutely back to you. You're doing, you're doing God's work. Okay. On Sunday, Edwards tweeted that Darius was stolen and pleaded for his return, saying the rabbit was too old for breeding now. It's a weird 
thing to add. Fair enough. This is, <laughs> this is the latest tragedy to hit the hit Darius and his family. This is where it gets really weird. Okay, yeah, this is the right article, and where it gets like takes a very Kennedy like turn. In 2017, Darius' son Simon died in unexplained circumstances on a United Airlines flight from Britain to Chicago. Simon was found dead after the Boeing 767 he was traveling on landed at Chicago O'Hare Air International Airport following its departure from London Heathrow. Edwards told the Sun newspaper she was transporting Simon to his new owners. Simon had been purchased on behalf of Mark Oman, Steve Brewer, and Duke Reichart. Don't know why we need to know that. Three Iowa businessmen who hoped to show the rabbit at the Iowa State Fair and raise money for its Blue Ribbon Foundation. I guess that's why we needed to know it. The owner sued United Airlines in July 2017, accusing the company of cremating the animal's remains to destroy evidence about what killed it. Then the article ends. That's it. That's the end of the article. (laughs) So, like, going through her Twitty page, her Twitty page, her Twitter page, page, (laughs) her Twitter page, Mm -hmm. said that these rabbits only live to five or six years old. Yeah. So there's lots of people on Twitter saying she's a scam artist. Darius died a long time ago. Continental Giant's lifespan is five to six years. Darius would be over 11 years old if he was still alive, which is impossible for his breed. Don't give, don't be giving this woman any, this woman any more attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of people from the AP asking for interviews. Um, yeah, so this is a real. I don't know. Is she looking for attention? Which oh, for I sure. Say I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the images and going. You're back, you know, on, you're this back is on the web page. You've bookmarked the web page. No, I've not bookmarked the web page. I'm on a Twitter page, <laughs> uh-huh. and she is. And then, of course, there's always some guy saying, "Is this considered a meat rabbit?" Asking for a friend. <laughs> so maybe someone just wanted to eat Darius if Darius was still alive. Oh my god. So yeah, that was a entertaining read, and I learned that this woman exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this 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 profile is something else. Wow! And she breeds boxers, and this bunny is big. The images of this bunny are giant, and I'm assuming that yeah, she's got kids. Just her Twitter page is like any other mom. But yeah, she is a she's Except a glamour she's model. Really, like she was any the face other of mom. Nibia. Like any other mom. You want to you want to stand by that comment? I don't know how they do it go, in the UK. Go ahead, explain. No, no, no. You didn't say in the UK. You said any other mom, any other mom showing up. Yeah, post posting may, some shit like this. No, I don't may, think may, so. May, maybe I misspoke. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe I misspoke. She is also dressed up as Jessica Rabbit and holding this big bunny. I made her um, her. Profile. Her Twitter page is amazing. Her Twitter page is it's it's, it's clean, thankfully, and it's just random pictures of this bunny. So if Darius is dead, she's done a good job of like of like swapping her out because yeah, she's sixty eight now. Is how old this woman is. Wow, she's sixty eight. So look, if Darius is alive, I do wish that Darius can come back because no one should have their pet stolen. But God bless this woman for existing. Here's a what she posted this 17 hours ago. My granddad was the first in line to ride on a horse behind King George at the Buckingham Palace. Wow. Check that out. That that in the next in the next tweet important. is I am thinking of the royal family for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the 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 uh, funerals today. Yeah. 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 So there you go. So uh so look, this is uh, <laughs> Annette Edwards Good luck. If your rabbit really is alive and you're not a and you're not a scam artist, 
you know, here's hoping the best. Here's hoping somebody brings that rabbit back to you on the crane that they stole it with. Uh, oh, well, you know what? Bleeping that because on September 11th, 2020, she has a tweet that says, stop saying black lives matter. Everyone oh. matters. <laughs> oh, fuck and it was woman. black lives. Not lives. Lives. L-I-F-E <sighs> apostrophe S. Well, so yeah. You know what? I hope your rabbit's Annette, dead. Annette, go bleep yourself. <laughs> Annette, I hope your rabbit's dead. I hope you, uh, you know, go go enjoy your racist your racist funeral. The royal funeral, you know. I'm saying I'm calling the royals race. You get it. You see what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. All right, let's do a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. I saw this article here. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. I just, it's just silly. Biden hits 59 percent approval ratings in Pew poll. So the majority Pretty of Americans. Good. 59% approve of President Biden's handling of his job as he approaches 100 days in office, according to a Pew Research Center poll released Friday. That's today. The poll found Biden's job approval is up 5% point percentage points from 54% in March, while 39% of those surveyed said they disapprove of his work thus far. That's yeah, kind of how it works. 2% said, you know, I'm not really sure yet. Biden's, it's only been 100 days. <laughs> It's 2% are probably the right guys. Biden's 59% approval rating is 20% points higher than that of former President Trump's in a Pew poll from April 2017 and is similar to the approval rating of former Presidents Obama and George W. Bush in April of their first terms. Biden has been buoyed by support for his tone and rhetoric as well as his handling of the coronavirus pandemic. The Pew poll found 72% of Americans believe that Biden administration has done an excellent job or good job managing vaccine production and distribution. That's where stuff gets really weird. 72% be like, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job at that thing that is that of solving the thing that's gonna that's been killing a lot of us for the last year. Yeah. But of those 70%, 72%, you still have, you know, that chunk of people that's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't like him. Yeah, I just don't like him because he, he's he's on the other team. Exactly. 46% said they like how Biden conducts himself in his job compared to 27% who don't. It's weird. And 44% of respondents said they believe Biden has changed the tone of, of political debate for the better compared to 29% who said he's made it worse. Biden still faces challenges on some policy fronts, according to the poll. The number the number of Democrats and Republicans who believe illegal immigration is a major problem both increased from a year ago as Biden grapples with a surge in migration at the southern border. The Pew poll surveyed surveyed 5,109 adults from April 5th through 11th, which was days before the Biden administration recommended pausing the use of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The poll is margin of error of 2.1 percentage points. Public polling in Biden's first month in office has generally shown the public gives him high marks on his handling of the pandemic and his overall approval ratings. It kind of reinforces my theory that if you just don't talk a lot of shit, people will generally like you. Yeah, and you'll just lose if the other side has a better candidate. And that's kind of why American politics is a bit of a mess, is because really at this point, right, like... Who, if Biden is healthy in four years, he'll win again, right? Maybe, maybe. I think he will. I don't. I don't see why he wouldn't in four years, right? Like in twenty twenty four, if the pandemic is gone, you know, things start to go back to normal by then, which we all hope, obviously. Um, and if it kind of starts looking like America used to, 
and it's not a black guy, Obama won two terms. So why wouldn't Biden? Yeah. Touche. I think it's, yeah, usually the, assuming you have not had a catastrophic four years, then the odds are pretty heavily in your favor to win re-election. Yeah, it's right? hard to lose, which is why Trump losing this last election was kind of, I mean, it's it doesn't look good for the party because Trump, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, would have won again. I, I, am I, I'm not speaking, that, that seemed, that's pretty clear, right? Like My, I really actually, do believe that the coronavirus cost him the election because all of the nonsense that came with it put people's doubt of, no, we cannot have this dude as president with how he's handled this. I actually, I take a different ap- approach to that. And I actually think that he gained support because of his approach to the coronavirus. No way. Doubling I don't down, believe that at all. My don't take, believe it. I think I refuse he, to believe it. I think he galvanized his supporters because of based on the narrative that we need to open up, we need to open up, we don't want to be locked in. Because at that point, you're already nine months into the into that pandemic or eight months in. And people were sick of it. And you had one group saying, gotta stay inside, gotta stay inside, gotta be in lockdown. And then these other people were like, No, let's open up, let's open up, let's open up. And he was the guy who said, Yeah, open up. This is stupid. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And as wrong as that is, it's still I think I, I I think it's still a coin toss, but I think that you have people less motivated behind that message because it's just the same. It's the same shit as before. But look, though, I would say that I would agree with that if Trump was still president now. But you've got to think back to like June, May and June, right when people are rapidly dying, and Trump is basically telling you the vaccine's going to fix it all, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for the vaccine, and people are dying, and places have to lock down. Because, yeah, cases are spiking to a point where so many people are dying. You then have all of the, the the civil unrest that's happening of people in the streets and rioting and all this stuff. And Trump with the Bible, just all it's not just specifically the coronavirus. I think the way that he handled that in March and then watching the U.S. spiral out of control for about three, four months was what cost him the election. It just cemented to minorities that Trump doesn't care about you with how he handled all of that, right? Like the way Biden is, like with what what's but happening he did better. now. He did better with but my minorities point is this, Biden this time. Did, but this is my point. Yeah, Trump did better, but more people came out to vote. More people were galvanized right. to vote in general, right? Sure. But yeah. I would say what Biden is saying now about the police killing African Americans is no different from what every politician's always said. Because Biden's not really going to do anything, is he? Like, not really. Well, what can he like, do? This, this is my point, though, right? Like this is a this is a much bigger problem than who's in charge. Trump just lit. He put gasoline on the fire of all of this stuff, and that was tr- if Trump just shut up, like you said, right? If you're kind of just if you're just not in the spotlight and you just kind of shut up and do your job, you'll most likely get eight years. You just will. And Trump couldn't do that. And it started with the coronavirus when he is out there directly saying, this is a political thing. They're trying to hurt me. This is why we need to open up. It wasn't we It wasn't we need to open up because of the economy and people's livelihoods. He said, because the left doesn't want you to have this. The left is trying to hurt me. Yeah. Right? That, that, was, that's, that was his argument was it's them. They don't want you to go and live your life. They want to lock you down. Because Trump on those tapes agreed with like yeah this is really bad bob this is really this is awful this is awful stuff yeah and then it became a political discussion where mask wearing right 
yep. had no business being a political discussion. None. And he turned everything into they're trying to hurt me, me versus them. And that's what cost him the election. It just did because enough people felt energized to come out and go, we just can't do this again. This guy's got no accountability because he keeps talking. Where Biden, if Trump just would have shut up over the coronavirus and let what's his name, old Fauci out there do it, Trump would have been fine. But he couldn't help himself. (laughs) So he kept talking. And that and that's that's why. So yeah, I agree with you. As long as Biden pretty much shuts up and kind of gives you the same old in a way and slowly gets us back to where we're supposed to be. His approval ratings are going to look like this. They just are. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Didn't think there was much to dwell on it here. Um, just just thought it was uh, kind of an interesting start. And it it is refreshing to not think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. We got a guy who's not throwing firebombs every every hour. Um, on the left side here, I read this from The Hill, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. But there's um, there's a one here on the side where it's like just in and it's a headline similar to the RT thing. And I thought this one stood out, which is kind of fun. Um my pillow CEO Mike Lindell's new free speech site to ban certain curse words. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, sums up yeah, politics. <laughs> that's that's America for you. All right. Let's move on to a little media therapy here. You uh you apparently got a question. I do. So I'm gonna give you three names here. Okay? Three names and I want, you, and I want wow. you to put them in order. I want okay. you to put them in order. I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti. Of course. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, oh. And Octavia Spencer. Oh, these are these are good. Okay, so oh man. I <sighs> Melissa McCarthy's younger than Paul Giamatti. Okay. Octavia Spencer's the wild card. She could be she could be 70. And still looking <laughs> great, but she could but she could also great. Yeah. But she could also be 40. Um, because she's looked the same forever. For a very long time, she's looked the same. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, all right. I'm gonna say Melissa McCarthy is the youngest, mm-hmm. then Paul Giamatti, then Octavia Spencer, but just by a little bit. It's just gonna okay. end it out. So Paul Giamatti is older than them by three years. Okay. Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy are the same age. Wow. Trick Octavia question. Spencer That's was born in May. She's mm-hmm. May 25th, 1970, and Melissa McCarthy is August 26th, 1970. Wow. So they're the same age. Hmm. Well, good and they're both younger than Paul Giamatti. <laughs> All right. Well, I could see it. Makes sense. Um, so, I, so I bring you, this up. Does, does this mean you watched uh, the new Ben Falcone <laughs> I, joint? <laughs> I did. I watched Thunder Force. And <laughs> I heard it. I read. I just saw critical reviews, and I saw they they did not like it. <laughs> How <laughs> now? This this is. I, I want to ask this question seriously. Yeah, go is ahead. Melissa McCarthy talented? Yeah. Yes. Let me let me let me rephrase that answer. Yes, she is. Talented. I, I don't know, and this but, is uh, why it because it feels like she should be, and that there's things there. Does she just get bad roles? Does she just pick bad projects? What is up with Melissa McCarthy? This, and why are her movies so terrible? To be clear, the the director, Ben Falcone, is her husband. So this is like probably them just having a good time. Because this isn't the first time they were in a movie. She, uh, he also did The Boss. 
Um, he was, uh, he was the director of that. He was, he's been the, yeah, like they, they collaborate a bunch and this guy never makes good movies. Like none of his movies. So, so are, is it just the good. fact that Melissa McCarthy is just in movies with, with her husband directing and these are the bad movies? Cause yeah, I'm looking at these movies, the happy time murders, well, I thought super like intelligence, life of the part. It's just these, it's just Tammy, right? Like it's just these Melissa McCarthy movies. And I think you're right. I think it literally is because this dude is directing them you know I what think i think they just like i think they just make to like you know what she likes to make the goofy hates- movies because she's in some good stuff otherwise like there's can you ever forgive me is apparently really good uh um, you know what's crazy though looking at this list right yeah he's gonna be in thor and thor love and thunder he's not directing this movie right that's taika who's directing this but it's very strange that her husband it's like in all of these other movies, like it's just very strange. It's a very strange relationship where he's he's in Spy, he's in all of these movies with Melissa McCarthy, and I just can't. I don't know at this point if she's any good. Well, I just she don't is, know. She is good. The proof is there that she's good um, because she's been in some good stuff, right? Bridesmaids, of Bridesmaids, course. That was great. that was great a breakout. Movie. That was a breakout yes. for. Her. And I think that kind of put her in a box of being this kind of over the top, rambunctious, crazy woman. Um, but then you also had like the heat, which a lot of people really like. Um, look, Chow, Chow spy. brought up a name last week, R- Rebel Wilson. Oh, sure, yeah. And like these two are just like they're tied to that level. But I want to think that Melissa McCarthy is way more talented than her, and I it's hard to justify that she is. Well, I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, but again, I think that's um, that movie is supposedly really great. And that's more of a serious drama for her. And she's also not just in movies. She's also in the show, which is basically a successor to it's not kids say the darnest thing, but it's like this kid's talent show. When I was uh, when I was staying with my family during the lockdown, that that was often on TV, like on Sundays. And, you know, she was good at talking to the kids and her husband showed up in that, too, for whatever reason. I think he got his uh, hair cut by one of these kids who cuts hair. But yeah, I think overall she's a she's a good personality. She she she's kind of like in Adam Sandler, in that she could do a bunch of garbage. Well, she she, she just reminds has fun me doing of it. like again, let me ask you I don't want to just you watch Thunder Force. People, but Thunder, yeah, Thunder Force yeah, yeah. is not a good movie. It sounds like it sounds like you did not no. enjoy it. It's awful. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the worst superhero. It is the worst superhero movie I've ever watched, and it's one of the most worst. It's one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Worse than Cats. It's worse than Cats. This you didn't even awful. you didn't even finish Cats. I finished this movie. You know what? I take that back. Cats is terrible. <laughs> um, is, I just, you know what? Yeah. I don't think you gave Cats a chance. You didn't even get to the to the main song. I couldn't. I couldn't. I just give it couldn't. another shot. I can't. I can't. Please I watched that me. whole goddamn movie. We said we were going to watch it. You said you were going to watch it. I was going to watch I it. Tried, we were going to review it. And you, it. you didn't try. You made it through this piece of shit, and you couldn't make it through Cats. At least they sung songs. I couldn't do it. Maybe Melissa McCarthy's just not good in movies because, like, her TV, like, she was on that show Mike and Molly for six years. Like, she's got yeah, you're, quite, you're, she you're, was on Gillimore Girls, Girls for seven years. Look at Adam Maybe. Sandler, man. Adam Sandler's in garbage, right? Well, she's not even Adam Sandler. She's, but she's, she's having the fun. King of Queens, dude. She's the King of Queens, dude. Did it at least look like she was she, having, oh, she's um, Kevin James. Kevin she's Kevin James. James. Did it at least look like right? she was having fun in this movie? With Octavia Spencer. Did, but it also looked like she, I mean, every movie looks like she's kind of having fun, but I'm, so I'm, like, I'm not here for your fun. I'm here for my fun. <laughs> All right. So it's not for you. 
it's for the 24% yeah, I mean, I of, it's for it the, for, the 23% of audience who liked it <laughs> according to Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah, like is her filmography is just very similar to Kevin James where Kevin James on TV seems to be okay. And then Kevin James in TV is Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2 and Paul Blart and Pixels and it's just not very good. All right, homework for you. And you know what? I'll do it as well. Let's see if I can watch this movie anywhere. We should watch uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's not that okay, long. Okay, I'll find it and I'll and I'll watch it. All right, let's see here. Can You Ever Forgive Me? Real good. Real good. Great site. Shows you where you could stream everything. I, uh, I, I do wonder how they got Octavia Spencer to be in this movie, though. Like, that was just my. I mean, she, um, she gets into question. some. She, she gets into she, some she weird stuff. She swings wildly between. She, she All was in uh, dinner, dinner for schmucks. Yeah, she's just in some odd. So I've, I, I have this movie. I, I have it. It's, it's on my database. I'm cool. going to watch it. Cool. But before that, right? So I want to go through. I want to go through the other things that I've watched. Right? I've been. I've watched quite a bit of media on the weekends because I have no time to do anything during the week. Okay. So last weekend, I also started Invincible. Do you know what Invincible is? Are you aware of this? Yeah, it's the it's uh, an animated superhero show. From uh, the guy who made The Walking Dead. It's on Amazon. So it's got Steven Yoon in it. It's got J.K. Simmons. It's got Sandra Oh. It's got Jason some big Manzoukas. voices. It's got Mahershala Ali as a voice in this thing. Well, right on. Um, Jason Manzoukas plays the same character in everything he does. Of a guy who's been typecasted. It's just that. He's so like, good. Like you can hear his he's voice so and good. it's just who he is. I mean, he's funny, but he's just, he's going to be this guy until the end of time. And if he's happy with it, God bless him. <laughs> yeah. This show is really good. Like People love really, it. really, really good. Um, so shout out to Mason, who was the, who was the one that told me to watch this. And if you're, if you can go through animated stuff, I, and you like superhero stuff, I suggest that you watch this. Yeah. Um, if you don't like superhero stuff and it's a little gory, but it's cartoon yeah. gore. So for you, I don't know if you can deal with cartoon gore. Yeah. Cartoon blood's a little different. Yeah. So I suggested you specifically watch this because I think you'll, I think you'll, you'll at least be into it. There's some things that happen that, that are unexpected that are worth watching. I mean, Walter Goggins is a voice in this thing. Like, it's just, it's just, it's one of these things that I'm like, oh, you guys totally did this during lockdown when everyone was sitting at home and you were like, Hey, let's just call up these names and see if they'll do this. And they're like sitting at home, be like, "Oh, so you just? I just need to record this on my on a computer at home." It's like, "Yeah, I'll just send you the computer, dude. Just record these lines for me." <laughs> and this is kind of what seems like how they made this thing. So, yeah, so very good. I recommend Invincible. The other thing that I started watching, I started watching Cobra Kai. Yeah, right I, on. I wasn't sure if I was going to. It was one of those things that it was a YouTube series. Right? Yeah, the last two years, and then it's now on Netflix. And so I was kind of looking for something to watch last night, and I was like, you know what, Karate Kid. Let me let me let me start watching Cobra Kai. I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. Right? Yeah. First that's... episode feels like a YouTube, <laughs> like a YouTube TV show. Sure, it gets. But, yeah, exactly. But then it actually starts to get very good. Yeah. And does. so now I am at seven episode seven or eight. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's got a little bit of lightheartedness. It switches a bit of the roles, which I find fun, where obviously Karate Kid was from, what, 84? So it's very black and white of there's good and there's bad. And obviously, this is now taking this modern take of, well, what is good and what's bad? And everyone lives in the gray. And that's what I find really fun is that you got, you know, um, you got Johnny Lawrence 
and you got Ralph. <laughs> I never know the dude's um the actual dude uh Ralph Macchio's actual character's name, Daniel LaRusso. Yeah. Yeah. And and but again, but they're adults, right? They're both in their 50s. At this yeah, it's point. awesome. It's so good. That, yeah, that that would have been another good one for the for the Paul Giamatti game. Um but I I think they're both older. I think they're both I think Ralph Macchio's almost 60. Um So yeah, like it's just this is one of the most iconic movies of the 80s like when you think of the 80s i would say you think of like this you think of star wars you think of karate kid you think of back to the future you think of et right these are the things that you think of if you're a kid who who identifies with the 80s a lot of stranger things stuff is based on off of this type of crap and i just think that they do a really good job of leaning into it the the karate stuff is still hokey but it's still fun like it's fun to watch um, so I'm all in on this thing. I'm going to probably go through and finish season one this weekend, and I will try to go through and watch it up to season three, which I believe just got released. Yeah, beginning a few of this months year. ago. Yeah, I, and I uh, I got to pick up season uh, season two. I started watching it, and then I didn't finish it yet. So I gotta I gotta get back into it. But Great. I I was a big Great. fan. Yeah, yeah. this surprised me. They the uh, the Mighty Ducks show started as well, but I haven't watched it. And yeah, and that's one of those that has the potential to be good like this. It's very interesting, and I think they again they are targeting a show like this towards people like me and you. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? I don't know the Mighty Ducks one. It looks like it's Maybe definitively not. more Mighty Ducks, so it's still very juvenile. But I, who knows? You know, it, it knowing how Disney rolls now, it, it should have something for everybody. That's kind of the intent. Yeah, Cobra right? Kai, though, again, that's that's uh, there's some cursing in there. There's some blood. Like it's good. Yeah. Um, Cobra Kai is very good. So yeah, if you're looking for something to watch and you identify with the '80s, Cobra Kai, I recommend. And the last thing, um, well, there's two last things. One is Bob Odenkirk's John Wick movie came out. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. I'm, I plan on watching that, so I want to discuss that next week because I'm always good for you. Take a guy, you give him some guns, and it's Bob Odenkirk, right? Like it's yeah, this guy who went from. Yeah. It's unexpected. He went from comedic actor to Better Call Saul, which is one of the best things I've ever watched on TV. Better Call Saul is great. It's better than Breaking Bad. I've heard that, and I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty strong because people really love Breaking Bad, and I'm 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 a fan. But it's it's one of those things where people try to say it's better than The Wire, and I get real upset. (laughs) Um, Better Call Saul to me is on par with The Wire. Better Call Saul is really smartly done. It's much smarter than some of the stuff in Breaking Bad that gets a little stupid. Um, so yeah, I'm going to watch that and then we can talk about black captain America (laughs) because that's kind of what I really want to talk about. Yeah. And I really haven't, I mean, it's just been outriders and more monster hunter rolled credits in monster hunter, which is weird because then it's like, I still don't understand it. I've never, I've never been more confused by a game that I've allegedly finished. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird ass game. And that you generally like, right? You generally like monster hunter. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Um, I think I'm a little overpowered now, which is interesting, but Hmm. Which is crazy that I've <laughs> I've manipulated the systems to a point where in a game that I don't understand, where I'm now overpowered in it, I just don't get it. I I, I, I would don't just say get that it. I've general, never. They told yeah. me how to deliver a thing. They were like, you can pick up a thing and bring it back to your. I haven't done that one time, not once. Uh, I tried to grab an egg. I jumped off a cliff. The egg broke. I'm like, well, guess I guess I'm done doing that. And then. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just kind of confused all the time, but I enjoy the the little chunk of a game, the like 5% of this game that I am playing and in a loop of, I am enjoying it. 
And yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. And then Outriders is still a lot of fun. And I I've just had not have much time to play many games this week. So, or do really much of anything. So yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Did watch uh, black captain America today. So let's talk about that. And uh, then we can wrap this thing up. White people going to be mad. <laughs> going to be real mad. That's, I, I sent you that message when I, right after that uh, Isaiah, mad. Isaiah's scene. And I was like, damn, I, you know, I, you got to give a little bit of credit to Disney for this one, that they're just Look, not this, this pulling is, back this any is, pretenses. They're they're going pretty this hard. Is, this is what I wanted for Black Panther. This was it. Some of this stuff. And we're getting it in a television show, which, you know what? Fair enough, Marvel. You're getting it now. And because the climate is right for it now, right, which is a little bit of the right where we're able to talk about racial issues and stuff. And Disney's going to be all for it. So Disney's going to allow people to do this where I would argue you should have did this two years ago with Black Panther. Um, so yeah, like specifically that whole scene with Isaiah and Sam sitting in that dude's house when he's basically, he was basically Captain America and they basically treated him the way that they treat black people, which is, Hey, we'll experiment on you. And then when you no longer serve us, we're going to lock you up. Wow. We'll let old, oh, what's his name? Run around Steve, with a Steve shield. Rogers, yeah. Beating up, beating up Iron Man with his friend <laughs> tag teaming him. Here we go again. After Bucky killed that man's family <laughs> and get away with it, right? Steve Rogers, no punishment for Steve Rogers. I'd argue that we need some retro, like, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, right? And that's kind of the point of the show is like, this is Captain America. This guy's explaining you the American experience. And I like the fact that they are going to try and grapple with how Sam deals with being Captain America because, as I said, Anthony Mackie was always going to be Captain America. That's kind of what the show is about because in the comics, I'm not a comic book reader but i do know in the comics they made falcon captain america they give him the shield and he flies around yeah this guy's gonna um, have some dope so, wakanda armor now yeah because they're gonna give him some wakanda wings and i would love if they actually painted the shield black and white which i don't think they'll do but i think that would be super cool you give him some real shiny wakanda armor and he paints the shield he gets the red white and blue off of it and makes it a bit more you know i'm i am america more than the shield right I'm not Captain America. I'm just America because of, I mean, I my people built this country. And we are the only ones who are going to keep fighting for this country because we built it. <laughs> and that's kind of what it's saying. And people are going to be mad <laughs> because people really like the Marvel stuff. And if you're not, if you're center or right leaning, you're not going to like the fact that this show is basically taking a hatchet to the idea of America over the last two episodes. <laughs> Well, there was apparently a, uh, I saw a story that was like the amount of people that dropped off the second episode of the show at the time when, um, like when the cop approaches uh, Sam and Bucky, you know, that scene, like the first time they go to Isaiah's house. Yeah. Apparently like there was a big drop off of people watching the show at that point. Of course. And, but you know what the nice thing though about this show is this show is only, it's only going to have six episodes, right? Next yeah, episode is the last episode. It. Yeah, it's exciting. And this show, honestly, for me, like you don't need to continue this series. No. Personally. No, you just get it back I don't into think the you movies. To, you get it back into the movies, right? Like that, that's how I, which is why I think the Marvel stuff is kind of cool of this is where this stuff is going, where, hey, in between the films, we're going to give you a little six to 10 episode, little, 
something to hold you over for some of these characters that are kind of minor, but we're going to spend the time to do character development and grow them here. And then we'll put them back into the rotation for the films for the next time we have a, you know, Doctor Strange movie or a Black Panther movie. You'll start seeing some of these people show up, right? Like this is all tying into that Black Panther universe very nicely where yeah. you could throw Bucky back in there. You could arguably now throw Sam in there. Um, you can throw all these people into that universe and you can start to grab some of your stronger tentpole characters and just build TV series around them where you can actually do character. Like right now, I've I've always liked Falcon. I know a lot of people just say, oh, it's stupid. He's just flying around with wings. I like him. I would say that if you if you like this character, they've built so much into this that I'm like, yeah, this this character is awesome. I want to see more from this. And in a bigger context. So they took the time to get, and like, quite frankly, turn around on Bucky. I still hate him, but Buck, Bucky's done a good job. Good for Bucky, right? He's part of this now and it's all good. So I, I've, I've, this TV series over five, six episodes, because wow. they're able to do more exp- explaining. They're able to dive more into these issues. I just believe that Marvel can't do this stuff in a film. They can do this stuff over six hours. Yeah. And they can tell this story over a long period of time. The films, really restrict what you're able to do, which is why television series, arguably, I would say there's better stuff on TV than there are in movies right now. Just yeah, things could breathe a bit. I, I'm like, I actually had the thought as I'm watching these, because at the beginning, when the episodes were only 30 minutes long, I said, why isn't this a movie? But now you have these episodes that are like 45 minutes long. It's like, oh, okay, this would be a long ass movie. This would be longer yes. than a Peter Jackson joint. But it, I still think that you might be building up these walls now Hmm. at some point they're going to have to like soft reboot this stuff because now you're saying, all right, there's 26 movies and there's already what there's already what four in the can that are ready to go or three in the can. Cause you got black widow eternals. Um, Dr. Strange just finished wrapping today, apparently. And then you have, um, some other stuff you're seeing more and more stuff with with ryan coogler speaking to black panther yeah but that hasn't even that hasn't even hasn't even started started showing but but again but the fact that it's the fact that we're talking about it right like those are in the can but we're getting we're getting back to work for marvel because they're even debating should we be filming in georgia right like it's that type of stuff that we're getting oh man i wanted to talk about that too we should talk about that next week i gotta i want to talk about those georgia voting rules yeah it's crazy because i actually I actually, well, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, but look, I, 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 I just, I like anyway, that. I, I like that, that these shows sh- have room to breathe. The I agree. Room to breathe here, I personally appreciate because I enjoy, I enjoy what you see on television now. I like big dumb movies, and I like television shows that actually get deeper. I, I'm, I'm realizing this is how I consume content. Give me a television show that dives into some of these deeper stuff and I can do it because I can watch it for 45 minutes, take a break from it, and then dive back in. In a movie, it's just too much. You do too much in two hours, two and a half hours, and it's just like, okay, just let's get this over with, right? But I like big dumb, like Kong and Godzilla versus Kong, great. Just smash each other up for two hours. I can walk away from it, never have to think about it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but my thing is like, you have 26, you have like 30 movies and now, okay. And you have to watch WandaVision and you have to watch this. That's another, like, so you have to go to these different channels to watch it. And granted the total amount of time is not going to be that bad, but WandaVision is like almost five hours of content. 
And then this is going to be when all is said and done another four hours of content. So that's the equivalent of another, what, three movies. You'd be watching three really long movies is the equivalent of between those two shows or four. It's a uh, it's a lot. And hey, look, I love the content, but I've been watching them from the beginning. So getting this in small doses, I love that we have this. Um, but you can't really tell a newcomer. Like I can't be like, oh my, like I, I love what I'm getting here because these are the characters that I love. I think this episode was really cool because it actually took a break from the action. Like it only really had one action set piece at the beginning. And then you had a, a 40, 40 minutes of hanging out in montages of these guys talking and moving on. And you actually had a lot of time for character development, which you can't really do in a movie for that long with everything else that you're trying to do. Because you know something's going to happen next week so they could tease this out. Like, I think the pacing of these six episodes has been, of these first five episodes, has been phenomenal. And I Things really, yeah. really hope they stick the landing. And I, like, because the only thing I'm not really feeling is that that harsh turn for um, for the redhead girl, for like the main villain uh, of this yeah. whole thing. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. uh, Okay, you kind of went a from, rapid radicalization where you don't feel for her at all. Very yeah, quickly. you went from like gray to monster real quick. And it looks like you're just going to double down on that like immediately. So I think I think that could have been done a little bit better, but it's yeah. a it's a small issue in what's otherwise been a the, the core premise of this thing has been Sam and Bucky. And it is yeah. in that regard. And again, they, they wanted to get to the America portion of the story. It's very clear that they wrote in this and I'm assuming it's from the comics, right? I don't read Captain America, but I'm assuming this version of Captain America probably did some of this stuff, right? So it's probably reading a bit from the comics, but that's the heart of this story. What happens when Captain America is, is not Steve Rogers. That's, that's it. That's the story. Everything else around that is trying to build a story around that simple premise as in, all right, so we're going to give you a new Captain America that's going to be flawed. Yeah. And what do we do when that Captain America is no longer able to be Captain America? And what does that mean? And what is America building as far as the idea of America? Let's discuss that topic through comic books as in what is America? Is America, you know, a guy running around throwing a shield? Or is it America the story of African-Americans? Or is America the story of, you know, the way internationals view, um, you know, America's intervention into their policies and this type of stuff, right? Like, all of this stuff is pretty much discussing things that would make people stop watching the show if you don't want to discuss this stuff because you're just like, well, America's great. It's the greatest place ever. Um, And that's kind of where the show is, which I personally enjoy. I think it's good. If this is a movie, I think this would be a problem. There's not enough room for all this stuff in a movie. You need the room to take a break from an episode and then dive into this full thing of Captain America fighting Bucky and Falcon and then basically trying to get the symbolism away from him. Like, I just found that stuff really good. It was really well done. Yeah, it was. I guess the the point of me saying this is kind of fragmented and getting people into it, some of the barriers. It's like if you, you'll eventually jump to a movie, like another Avengers movie, where I hope that you get to a point where there is a movie that stars... Um, you know, Sam Wilson's Captain America. Yeah. And you'd have to be like, yeah, well, wait, what, what happened here? What happened? How did he become? It's like, oh, just watch. You got to watch that show. And then I'll explain. Yeah. I mean, that's, that already happened with that. What is it? The, the agents of shield show, right? Like they did. That some was of never that, canon. Where that there was, was, that's not canon. And it was never, but that's what I mean. I never watched it. I've never watched an episode of that show. Yeah. But I know people were saying, oh, well, before civil war, there's a bunch of stuff in shield that I need to, and I'm like, and that's when I'm just like, I don't have time for that. If it's not 
if it's if because Agents of Shield was kind of on the fence, like mm, how good is this? And I was like, I don't really have time for that. But for this, if you tell me it's going to be a short little thing and it's with characters that I've already seen in films, yeah, then you're great. Already invested. Yeah, you're already invested. But if you're going to give me some, like honestly, the Loki show, not very interested in it to be honest. Like whatever, like it's fine. But this has more interest because some of the characters, like even the Wandavision stuff, I watched it, but I struggled watching that. I wasn't a giant fan. I have no reason to ever go back to that. Yeah. But this, I was like, well, these are characters. I, I like Sam Wilson. I like the idea of this. And so I'm going to watch this, which is why I think this would be good if you can kind of pick and choose what you want. But there's enough in it that I don't have to know some obscure person that shows up at the end. Like, I don't know who some of these people are. I don't really care. So it's fine. And now, but yeah, and we'll I, see how it goes. You're, because and now you're gonna, a Bucky fan. And now you're a fan of Bucky. I just don't hate him. You'll love him. <laughs> That's how it works. It's either love or hate. There's no in between. That's it. Yep, exactly. It's got to be one or the other. All right. Well, we did it. Another episode down. This, uh, yeah, yep. go and review us. Oh, I got my iPad right here. Let's see. Uh, let's see what we got. Let's check out any reviews. See if anybody's actually listening uh, to our words and see if you owe anybody some money podcast definitely not giving you any bitcoin because bitcoin keeps going up how do you feel about dogecoin huh dogecoin is going up and i think a lot of people are going to lose a bunch of money (laughs) i messed up i kept saying i i I should really just do the things i say i'm gonna i know i don't know why you keep telling me oh i'm gonna do this like a joke and i'm like you should i think it's a good idea and then you don't do it and then you're upset about it (laughs) i'm not i mean mean, you're not upset about it you're just like oh well if i would have like yeah you could have probably invested in doge and got out and doge is up 414 percent in seven days yeah, the op- the opportunity uh, cost is there. Okay, there's another review, but there's nothing written. So, yeah, you don't owe anybody any money. Great. Well, thanks for that review. Was it five stars? Absolutely. We got we got five stars. Seven rain is five stars. Guys, let's get to ten. Can we just get to ten? Get get us ten, ten reviews. That's all. There's more than ten people listening to this thing. I know it. I see the statistics. All right. I know you're out there. So for the love, it's just 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 it's simple. And if you don't have the means, then, you know, rip an iPhone from a kid's hands and uh, rate us five stars and then give it back. It's give fr- it back. It's free. Give it back. It's free, to right? It's free. It's free content. Absolutely. Free rating. You can mm-hmm. do it all for free. Yeah. So do that. And you actually get money if you do it and you write something. Yeah. You'll get a dollar. So do that. And until next week, this podcast is over. <laughs>